From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. Good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with our uh, co-host and producer, Elaine Harlan, and, of course, our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl. Al Ramsey with us as well. And uh, this is one of those nights, Elaine, that I really look forward to, where we hear stories from the trenches. Yes. Yes. You know, the stuff that really makes a difference out on the streets. And one of the ninety over 90 agencies that, that we're very privileged to partner with tonight, Howard Training Center mm-hmm. here, and uh, our own Energizer Bunny, John Engel, is mm-hmm. here uh, Cause, and John just keeps going and going and going. And uh, John's going to share some <laughs> stories uh, with us as well. And uh, by the way, friends, you know, sometimes we're a little slow on the technological uptake. Uh, but Advancing Vibrant Communities is now on Facebook. As can you believe of the last, Can you believe oh, that? Oh, my goodness. You know, yeah, you teach this old dog a couple new tricks right here. <laughs> anyway, uh, <we're>, <laughs> you can. Yeah. What's that? Wasn't his picture in the and yeah. milk cartons, but don't tell anyone. Yeah, it's the milk cartons that I'm really worried about when my picture's there. But anyway, uh, I was lost, but now I'm found. So <laughs> Thank goodness. That's yes. okay. Amen. Well, before we get any deeper here, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a lesson from the Voice of the Martyrs. In the summer of 1555, Englishman John Denley was stopped and searched by government officials under the authority of the Church of England. At the time, he was carrying his written confession of faith and would stand by his belief that the teachings of the Church were contrary to the Bible. Within six weeks, Denley would be tied to a stake to be burned. He showed no fear, even cheerfully singing a psalm as the flames rose. One tormentor threw a bundle of sticks at the martyr, cutting his face. Denley stopped momentarily, then spread his arms and continued singing until he died. For more on those who stayed true to their beliefs, go online to persecution.com. And as we often remind you, friends, that just really points out the need for us in the open door that we have, the open window that we have, the freedoms that we currently have to get outside the four walls of our homes and churches and get out there and personally meet the needs of others while we can do that. Uh, while we can do that openly. Just a reminder, if you'd like to find out about new opportunities to serve, you can check our website. It's vibrantcommunities.org. That's www.vibrantcommunities.org. Or you can give Elaine a call at 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. And Elaine's always happy to hook you up with some opportunities to serve. Let's check in now with our friends at the Pacific Justice Institute. 
It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Pacific Justice Institute has filed a friend-of-the-court brief to the United States Supreme Court in a closely watched free speech case. You see, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in favor of UC Hastings College of Law, which considered its Christian Law Society to be in violation of the school's non-discrimination policies. The club simply required officers and voting members to adhere to the group's statement of faith. Well, PGI affiliate attorney Pete Lepiscopo argues that Hastings and the Ninth Circuit are inconsistent with other Supreme Court free speech rulings. Common sense demands this conclusion, but common sense and constitutional principles can be in short supply these days. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. Don't you find that a bit ironic that that involves a law school? Imagine that. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I better quit there before we get sued. So um, what do we got in we terms of opportunities, opportunities to serve? We right. to serve. You know, the volunteers for the American Red Cross 27th Annual CPR Saturday going to take place on a Saturday, March 13th. That's good to have CPR Saturday on a Saturday. You know, I can't That's think, kind of a cool idea. But I can't think... That's better than having it on a Monday. Mike, of the CPR Saturday with the American Red Cross without thinking of the trauma you caused with the CPR back in the day with that mannequin because this involves the mannequin. So, you know... Well, R- without, Rosessa Annie will never be the same. I, I'm sure she won't. And neither will the people that are just, taking, you know, therapy uh, because of that day. But anyway... Should we go there or probably not? Should we just we could continue? Skip over that. Anyway, one. this is happening on Saturday, March thirteenth, at sites in Modesto, Oakdale, Patterson, and Turlock. For all of those around the world who are wondering what we're talking about, maybe we'll, I don't know, write us a letter and we'll respond. Email Volunte- me. I'll tell you the story. <laughs> Volunteers <laughs> ages fourteen and up are needed prior to this actual event to help coordinate activities, uh, outreach, office support. Uh, to process registrations on the day of the event at all of the sites, kind of help out, set up, clean up, and register the student intake, testing, clean those mannequins, very important, uh, staff the first aid booth, uh, all those kinds of things. And certified CPR instructors are especially encouraged uh, to volunteer. So and you, and, might and you know, if, if you haven't had, I, mean, I, I used to do this, but it was like 25 years ago. If you're not up to date, you know, the... the uh, the whole thing has changed. You know, we used to have the ratio of, of breaths to, to compressions. That whole thing has changed now. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so you don't have to count to like one, two. What, how has it changed? Well, it, it's, so it's, now, it's now basically compressions. Okay. My understanding is they're eliminating cool. the, uh, uh, the need for the, uh, for the breaths, which is uh, kind of an interesting thing. It's, it's now you just go, go, to the, uh, go to the compressions. So anyway, if you haven't had uh, certification in a while, encourage you to take advantage of this opportunity and uh, get retrained and uh, find out what they're saying works better now. Good stuff for all of us, so take advantage of that. Catholic- and so you're doing it that way. I would not have broken Recessa Annie you know, way back then. <laughs> poor, poor Annie. And, and well, I couldn't help it if she had, you know, these petite lungs. You I mean, blew I just, her to smithereens. Well, oh, I'm a French horn it. player. He <laughs> said, blow in the lungs. I blew in the lungs, and she goes... <laughs> I you know get, get I mean she buck up Annie. My goodness, I think then no wonder they won't let you in those CPR. Trains. Were you trying anyway, to advertise I think, something? I think I think I think we're, we're okay. going to move right. on to the next thing here. 
and uh, send all of your cards and letters and emails to Pastor Mike, please. <laughs> Catholic Charities getting ready for their ninth annual Seniors Safe, and the Safe stands for Seniors Against Financial Exploitation. Banking seminar going to be held on Friday, March 12th at the First Baptist Church Family Life Pavilion in Modesto from 9 to 1, and registration opens at 8 in the morning. This informative event features knowledgeable speakers, including our very own Sheriff Adam Christensen, uh, Clara Arno, uh, Deputy District Attorney Clara or Carla Von Hungen, Modesto Police Department Economic Crime Unit, and uh, Ramona Ethier. I hope I'm saying Ramona's uh, last name correctly. Community Services Agency, Service Provider Agency, Information Booths, and a Buffet Luncheon. Uh, this event is free to seniors and adult children accompanying their senior parents but they want you to pre-register, and they want you to do that by Monday, March 8th. And donations are accepted. Now, volunteers uh, ages 18 years and older needed to greet and kind of direct seminar attendees and activities, help out with refreshments, coffee, juice, and the buffet line, and uh, distribute speaker handouts to those in attendance. The Catholic Charity Stanislaw Elder Abuse Prevention Alliance, we know it as SEPA in our area, uh, addresses the needs of abused elders and those elderly vulnerable to abuse. And we're going to tell you a little bit later about a great Crab Fest fundraiser coming up with our guests, so we'll get into that just a little bit later on. Uh, the Stanislaw County Area Agency on Aging. A lot of us around this table are, are well familiar with these people. Want you to be a link to the community for homebound senior citizens or disabled individuals with a friendly visitor program. We're all for that. Volunteers are needed to visit with seniors or disabled persons in their homes once or twice a month. Uh, volunteers provide companionship, telephone reassurance, transportation to medical appointments or shopping, light housekeeping, yard cleanup, errands, all those things. Uh, training is provided. Volunteers must be at least 16 years or older. Enjoy interacting with older individuals, yes, and pass a background check. They want you to do that. The Area Agency on Aging providing leadership and services which protect and enhance the quality of life that relate to older persons and persons with functional impairments. We just wholeheartedly uh, encourage you to do this. And, and if you have any questions on any of these items, please call Barbara Borba. You can reach her at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Or email her, bborba at uastand.org. I don't know if Barbara's on Facebook, but I imagine she is. And she would enjoy hearing from you. Now, washers, dryers, refrigerators, and beds. Who needs them, you might ask? Well, every walk of life in need, and we have a family just moving out of homelessness to an 85-year-old needing uh, laundry facilities, a precious 96-old woman in need of a wheelchair right now. And we have a single mom who needs a fridge. Apparently, Dad left and took the leftovers, too. So if you have any uh, donations like this, just give us a call. Uh, and, and, and please make it in the condition that you would like to receive it in. Uh, give us a call. Here again, our number is 209-544-9571. Can I interject something very quickly? Please do. Yeah, since last we met here on the air or over the Internet to wherever you may be, uh, heartiest congratulations to our friend Mike Harden. Yes. who has now been named the permanent uh, chief of police here in Modesto. And uh, Mike obviously was the interim uh, police chief after our friend Roy Wasden defected, I mean, uh, uh, transferred uh, to the city managership of... 
of Turlock. And, you know, Roy is such a wonderful supporter yes, of ABC, yes. and and uh, we just wish him the best and, and enjoyed our time with him. Anyway, Mike took over as the uh, interim, and uh, just uh, this past week was named the permanent uh, police chief in Modesto. So, Mike, congratulations to you, and uh, we'll, our prayers are with you for a, a Absolutely. wonderful tenure in that position. Congratulations, Chief. We love them both. Amen. Well, our Energizer Bunny man, as Pastor Mike calls him, our beloved uh, projects foreman in the field, uh, has at ABC, John has a saying. Well, John has many sayings, and I don't know that we can repeat them all. But well, we call them, we we've call heard them genreisms. <laughs> genreisms, yes. In fact, and, we're compiling a book called The Book of Genreisms. I think we should do a show on, on genreisms, genre as yes. a matter of fact. But he, he says, get her done. Just That's one of them. Yeah. And uh, he also says that people are, that are can-doers, and, and our, our guests tonight are definitely can-doers. That's a, a, one of John's favorites. And, and just like John, we've all seen our guests out in the community, and they definitely are uh, can-doers. And uh, we just want to give a, a big, warm welcome to the folks of Howard Training Center, uh, Senior Meals Program uh, Manager, Misty Reidenauer. Welcome, Misty, as well as Lonnie Silvera from the Development, the Fund Development Department. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Great thank to have you, you with us. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Well, you both are very busy, and thank you for joining us. Um, I know that you have a lot of things going on at the Howard Training Center. And uh, tell us a little bit about how long you've been doing this. And Lonnie, I know that as the kind of the, the PR person and marketing person, uh, you have lots to, uh, lots to share with us. I do have lots to share. I've been doing um, fund development, which is fundraising, marketing, and PR for Howard Training Center for two years now. And I absolutely love it. It's a dream job. It's awesome. Um, and Howard Training Center is a nonprofit uh, that serves all of Stanislaus County. We're a 501c3, and we provide employment opportunities, day programs, living options, um, and a whole variety of services for adults living with developmental disabilities in Stanislaus County. So, and... I was just going to say you employ a lot of people there and you give a lot of people opportunities to serve. Now, we serve a lot of the same people that you do, and I know John is out in the field, and he runs into a lot of these people every day. And a lot of people see you, and they automatically think of Meals on Wheels. Mm -hmm. And Misty, you're mm -hmm. nodding your head, and, yes. and you're going, yeah, because you come into play there. Yes, yeah, so we um, have 30 adults um, working in our art catering department, and um, they prepare the meals for the Senior Meals Program. Uh, the Meals on Wheels program serves all of Stanislaus County. Uh, we serve approximately six to 700 homebound seniors mm -hmm. each month. Um, just a snapshot, uh, last year, some numbers, we combined between the two programs, we served 2,300 seniors, um, about 185,000 meals. Wow. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So um, touching a lot of lives. Hunger strikes a lot of places. Mm -hmm. I know we were talking before we went on, on the air, uh, not just in our area, but in all places all over the world, mm -hmm. you know, definitely in Haiti right now. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of people hurting, so we want to definitely recognize that people are in need all over the world, but certainly in our own backyard. Definitely. And we meet people, a lot of people living in mobile homes. Mm -hmm. uh, we see people in the hot summertime going without as well as in the cold winter seasons and some of these people 
um, are afraid to ask, how do they go about uh, applying for or seeking assistance like you all provide? Well, any senior 60 or older is eligible for the MEALS program. It's not income-based. Um, it's simply based on your age. Um, we have congregate sites throughout Stanislaus County. We have 13 congregate sites, pretty much just one in every city um, throughout the county where seniors can um, enjoy a hot, fresh, nutritious meal. Um, there's socialization opportunities, um, a way to stay engaged in their community. Most of our volunteers, um, we have about 100 volunteers in the Senior Meals Program, and I'd say 95% of them are seniors serving their own community. So it's really a great way for them to stay engaged in their community and to give back. Um, we also have, um, of course, serve all homebound seniors throughout the county. Um, basically, if you're homebound, you're unable to get out for any reason, whether it's a physical, emotional, or mental um, problem, you are eligible for the meals program. So they would um, contact us. There's a short intake form that we complete, and within seven days or even sooner, if, if it's an emergency, um, we have a meal delivered to their door. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, uh, one, one of the un unfortunate things that we find is a lot of seniors out there have been abandoned mm -hmm. uh, by their families. They're very lonely, and I would imagine the Meals and Wheels uh, not only provides food, uh, but also that human contact that they probably are looking forward to every day. How, what, what kind of feedback do you get from, from those who are who are serving the meals? Our um, our drivers are the direct point of personal contact mm -hmm. to these six seven hundred seniors that um, partake in our, our uh, meals program, and um, you run into seniors who. Um, you know, this is oftentimes the only meal that they're going to eat that day, um, and it's oftentimes the only person that they're going to see. Um, they, I know personally from going out and doing home assessments and visiting the seniors quarterly to see how they're doing, um, they just want to chat your ear off. They want of course, to yes. um, um, see what services are available to them. Um, sometimes just someone to, they want to feed you. <laughs> if I were to take every senior up, they want to give you their, any, um, any cookie that they have. Um, they want to share with you. They do. They? they do. They want Aww. to entertain you. Um, they, they'll grab your hand and just tell you stories. And it's really neat. You can sometimes, you know, half an hour later sit there and you, you've been listening to a war story or, you know, mm -hmm. someone talking about their grandkids and it's a, um, it's a very rewarding experience. So, Misty, you can see from that mm -hmm. yourself that there is a need for volunteers to do home visitations. And Definitely. To, just like we were talking mm -hmm. about in the announcements, there is a need. Yeah, for we are. We um, actually am very excited. We just started a volunteer driver program, and we had our very first volunteer driver um, go out on the roads today with our drivers. And um, she was touched. It brought her to tears. She mm -hmm. was so excited. She's coming back on Thursday. And um, we need volunteers, whether um, it's an individual who can give a couple hours a day or a church group or a business who is looking to have their employees, um, you know, take a route and daily um, go out and touch these seniors' lives. Um, it's a very rewarding experience for the person who's giving back, and it's great for the senior to have that extra bit of not just here's a meal and we have 700 other seniors mm, to serve and we mm, got to take off, right. but these volunteers, they can sit and they can listen to those stories and 
um, interact with them, and it's so good for those seniors. How old would you want those volunteers to be, Ms. Um, I would want them, if 16 or older, 16 okay. to 18, um, they can go out with, um, you know, either another person or a parent would be ideal, um, but pretty much 18 or older, um, you, of course, need a valid driver's license and insurance. Um, you have to be okay with using your own vehicle. Um, and we can tailor the routes to what your car can hold. It, we can, you can go out and visit 10 people, 20 people. You have a truck, you have a van. Um, basically, you'll be delivering a meal, a juice, a bread, and some companionship. Now, what, what is the commitment uh, for the volunteers in terms of uh, how long do you want them to to remain, you know, how many times do they have to uh, serve? What What are your expectations? Um, it can it can be once a week, twice a week. It can be once a month. Um, but I do. If we're going to bring you in and um, really spend time in training you and making sure you know um, the Meals on Wheels program and um, Howard Training Center and what we do and why we do it. Uh, we want someone who we really get to know and trust sure. um, because we are dealing with a vulnerable population who is easily exploited, and we're trusting you that you are going to do the right by us and by the seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whatever you can give, but um, even if it's for a couple months, it's during the, sen- it's during the summer and mm-hmm. you're a school teacher or you're a college student or you know. Do you have times uh, during the year when you're typically low on volunteers? Are there any cycles, uh, any special times of the year when you uh, especially need extra help, or is it pretty much consistent not, throughout the not year? Not during the holidays. Yeah. Most people want to volunteer during the holidays mm. because it it's, you know, feels good. Christmas you're in the Christmas time. spirit. We really hurt the rest of the year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. it's that's when people don't think about it. January through November. <laughs> yeah. January through November. We would love more volunteers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, Thanksgiving on, they get that Christmas spirit. They yeah. want to give for, you know, a, an hour and then, but we need you all year long. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such yeah. a, an important message, don't you think, that we mm-hmm. get out mm-hmm. to the volunteers because mm-hmm. this is a, uh, a lifestyle, mm-hmm. as we say, um, because it's it's an ongoing thing. It's not just during the holidays, and we don't want to go out and serve just to make ourselves feel good. Right. You know, certainly they want to serve and, and you know, and do that good thing for others, but this is a, a lifestyle to get into that mm-hmm. serving others all throughout the year. And it's so a great we example were, for your children. Oh, yeah, isn't absolutely. that yeah, the absolutely. truth? Yeah. And your grandchildren. Yeah, as exactly. we were talking earlier, do you just do you want to do that? And if you don't have a vehicle, we have. Um, we also need to touch these seniors by phone, um, mm. especially during the winter. Um, winter months, not volunteer drop, you know, can kind of drop. They don't want to go out and go get out in the rain. And um, we can certainly contact them by phone. We need to keep an eye on them when it's 110 degrees also. Yes. Um, yes. A lot of seniors don't want to run their air conditioning and, right. you know, they'll, there's heat stroke problems. Mm-hmm. Right. During the winter, mm-hmm. they don't want to run the air con- or the heater. Um, so we have, you know, some temperature problems there. So even a, a phone call chatting with them on the phone. We have yes. just as many um, goodwill that can be done. You can come into our office and make phone calls to seniors, and that doesn't cost you near as much. You know, you don't have the gas money you have to spend or the wear and tear on the vehicle. So there's alternatives. There's many different ways that they can volunteer and touch the seniors. Now, Mr. you've tracked with the Howard Training Center for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonnie, you're fair, two years? Is two it? years, Two years. Yes. What, what drew you? To the, I mean, you're both very passionate about what you do, obviously. Lonnie, what, what drew you to the Howard Training Center and uh, created that passion in you for uh, what you do? 
I just love seeing my results um, right there, hands-on, at work. I know what's um, – I get to – see the participants that were helping people's lives were affecting and watching how people grow. Mm. Um, there's one gentleman that comes to my office every single day and he's a savant. So if you've seen rain man came like that. And, um, it started with, he would not acknowledge me, took about five months, then finally decided he was going to talk to me and his conversations were very scripted. Hi Lonnie. How are you today? Are you having a nice day on this, you know, second Tuesday of the month? And then would walk out. And now, two years later, he will come in, and every once in a while, he usually stands in the hallway and practices his script before he comes in, but every once in a while, he'll have an impromptu conversation. Mm. And just off the cuff, and to see someone grow that much, even though he's in his 50s, that he's still changing and growing and maturing. Mm. And that's just one of the many people that I have the the pleasure of sharing that experience with every day. And it's, it's a really, really rewarding, um, job. And there's always a new aspect that I don't think about. And it makes me really appreciate my life. Mm. Amen. It's neat. You just kind of know that God has you in that position for a purpose. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I love it. And you know, every once in a while you have those days at work where you just want to throw your arms up in the air. And for me, I just get to walk down the hall and <laughs> talk to some people. And then I realize, oh, wow, I really do have it. Great. And so it's really nice. For those who may be interested uh, in volunteering, and, and we'll uh, hit these uh, points of information again a little bit later on in the program, how can people get a hold of you and uh, get more information about serving and what you do? Well, they can call us directly. Um, our direct line for volunteering, if you're interested, is, of course, 209-593-5615. You'll reach me. Um, you can always check us out on the website and email us directly um, through there. And, and what's your website? www.howardtrainingcenter.com. And we're also on Facebook. Yes. So <laughs> you can become a fan and stay um, connected with us and what volunteer opportunities we have. And you can always also find us through the volunteer.org. Um, with Barbara Borba, as you mentioned earlier. Right, we post right. all of our opportunities on there. Again, that phone number, friends, 209-593-5615, 209-593-5615, and the website, www.howardtrainingcenter.com, howardtrainingcenter.com. Now, Misty, you, um, you've been with Howard Training Center for a while, and we see each other at a lot of the same meetings, mm-hmm. and we network with a lot of the the same people and resources and, and what have you. And I know you have a compassion and a passion for what you do. What drew you to this? You have a family. You have, mm-hmm. you have little ones at home. Yeah. Um, I would have to say it was when I had my daughter. She's two and a half, almost three. And, um, you know, your world changes when you become a mother. Mm-hmm. And um, suddenly you're crying at those homework commercials that you were teasing <laughs> your mom about, you know. And you realize, realize there's more to life than you and what um, trip you're going on or um, what you're doing. And um, it was a, an opportunity to, um, to give back, like Lonnie was saying. Um, before this, I was working at a bank and I was doing loans. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a cold, more cold world. You're approving, you're denying, and it's there's nothing to it. Um, this is something you're really touching their lives versus approving them for a loan. And um, I like seeing the results of your daily work. 
Now, we're fortunate in Stanislaus County to have the Howard Training Center. What about other counties? Do they have similar types of uh, organizations, or are you fairly unique in, in what you do? We are fairly unique. There's, um, I would say there's only a couple handful that are as large and versatile as our organization. There's one similar, but it's down in L.A. Um, most job, or most organizations do not provide employment opportunities and day programs and living situations. We kind of do it all. So depending on where your ability is and your skill level, um, that's where we can we can we have a need for you or we have a place for you and what's different about our organization is we are all about giving back mm-hmm. either you have a job or you volunteer um because i think one thing people don't realize is that adults with developmental disabilities have the same needs wants desires as everybody else right. they want to move out of the house when they turn 18 and get away from their parents <laughs> they want to have a job they want to fall in love and i think people forget just because your iq might be lower doesn't change that and so um, our organization does a wonderful, wonderful job of giving those adults those opportunities. And your kitchens are, like, immaculate. <laughs> our kitchen is impressive. As, as, our, as, as our John would it. say, they are pressed. And yes. that, you can't get much better than that. Most jaws <laughs> yes. drop when they walk in. Wow. Yeah. We have a beautiful state-of-the-art kitchen donated by um, um, John and June Rogers to our organization. And... Um, that's just one of the many organizations that have helped us out also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. impressive. Well, we're going to be talking about uh, the big fundraisers that you have coming up, the big crab fest, mm-hmm. and we want everybody to uh, come out and turn out uh, for that. And, and I think you have a couple of fundraisers coming up on the horizon and, mm-hmm. and uh, lots more volunteer opportunities uh, coming up, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, this week, as we get into our song, our musical guest, um, uh, Brandon Heath is asking God to uh, give me your eyes so I can see. And we would echo that for all those who are in need right now. But let's listen, and we'll be back on Lighthouse Life. Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touch down in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos All those people going somewhere Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms with the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 Step out on a busy street See a girl in our eyes meet Does her best to smile at me What's underneath There's a man just to right Black suit and a bright red tie Too ashamed to tell his wife He's out of work He's buying time All those people Going somewhere Why have I never cared 
Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 Training Center with us tonight as they reach out and love others as they love themselves and and they reach out and love others with uh, food needs and uh, provide uh, seniors with meals on wheels and they just do an excellent job of that feeding the hungry in our area here in Stanislaw County in Modesto, California in the greater Modesto area and I want to thank you for listening wherever you happen to be listening tonight and Misty Ridenauer and Lonnie Silvera with us tonight. I want to thank you uh, girls for being with us uh, here tonight and you know you have a some fundraisers coming up. We were talking about that uh, here a little bit earlier, the big crab fest going on. And this is an annual thing, right, that you it do is. to raise funds, Lonnie? And you want to tell us about that and what you expect and hope for and what's going on with that? We are actually on our 16th year of crab fest. So um, it's a big event, two days, March 5th and 6th. We have about 425 people that come each night. We uh, sold out very early this year for Saturday. No more tickets? Not for Saturday. We oh, have okay. just a handful <laughs> left for Friday if you're interested. But it's a it got the crabs worried now. Yeah. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. It's tough. <laughs> but it's it's a great event. It's a lot of fun. It's our main um, – it's actually it's our only fundraiser now that we do through um, during the year for the Howard Training Center that covers all the programs. So we do have a specific one just for Meals on Wheels, which is a spaghetti dinner. 
So if that's your focus and your heart is in the spaghetti dinner, excuse me, if your heart, we all love spaghetti, <laughs> but if your heart's into the Meals on Wheels program. A little slip there. Yeah. I think she's hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. What can I say? Yeah. We do have the uh, spaghetti dinner coming up on March 28th and just a few weeks away. And that money all goes specifically towards the Meals on Wheels program right. and feeding okay. seniors and improving, um, you know, maintenance. There's a lot of costs involved also maintaining all the vehicles. We have uh, 14 vans on the road every mm. day. Wow. Um, so just even the gas bill, you can imagine, right. is crazy, let alone the wear and tear. Mainten- maintenance. Yes. yes. And we do cover. Um, you live in big... South County. You want a meal, we deliver a meal. So LaGrange, Knights Ferry, you name it. Yep. Wherever wow. you live, you're eligible. So we'll go yes. to you. Newman, like Oakdale. 1,500 square miles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's big. It's big. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think one of the, one of the things that is, is significant and, and maybe people, you know, don't think about that, but especially with these volunteer opportunities and, and with employment training and such, you're really offering uh, self-esteem and dignity mm-hmm. to a population that oftentimes falls through the cracks. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what do you, what do you see in terms of that growth and, and just that, uh, sense of, hey, I'm contributing now, you know, and, and uh, that, that sense of having some self-esteem about, you know, doing it yourself and, and being able to, uh, to work. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the, um, the workers we have in the kitchen, they are, they are excellent workers. Um, they are there, they get there at about 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning, mm-hmm. and um, that kitchen's a buzz. They, um, they do everything from um, washing the dishes, uh, preparing all of the dishes that need to go out to all the different sites, uh, packing the meals, um, cooking the meals, you name it. They are learning a skill. Um, they also, on top of Meals on Wheels, they have other catering events that they um, are responsible for. Um, we are also very well known for our cookies. <laughs> um, mm, now you're talking so, Yeah, in the <laughs> afternoon, the cookies start baking, and we all start getting hungry, well, and we tough. know they have a, um, <laughs> they have a catering to it. Oh, 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 it does. It oh, does. Yeah. yeah. That's like lethal, that. isn't it? it is, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very famous for our cookies and, you know, they're constantly turning those out. And, um, so there's always a, a different job that they will, um, learn, master, um, move on to another, mm-hmm. another job. And, um, the smile on their face, the satisfaction yeah, yeah. of a job well done mm-hmm. is, um, you know, and it, it's, it's really great to see, um, well, Big John Engel, the Energizer Bunny of ABC, sitting here. And, and one of the cool things, I think, in, in this county is that we're okay about partnering with each other. You mm, know, I mean, nobody, very, you know, we don't have our okay. little territory. I mean, we're all here to, to serve, and, and serving together is a great way to get that done. And I know our, our populations cross mm-hmm. and intersect many times. And John Engel is our field foreman. Here at ABC, he's the man that's uh, out on the streets every day. I mean, we don't put him out on the streets. He's out there on purpose. <laughs> he loves uh, it in the streets. But, John, you have you run across so many uh, seniors uh, who've been abandoned by their families and have uh, have deep needs. And, and talk a little bit about, you know, some of the, the dire situations that you see out there, especially for seniors. Well, number one, having an agency – they can distribute food to hungry people. And if you place yourself in a riveting experience and you're elderly 
And you don't have to be elderly to have an empty, growling stomach and go to the cupboard and there's nothing in the cupboard. You have nothing to eat. That is about as humbling as you're going to get because food is what we live on and when you don't have that. So now here's an agency that provides a meal for somebody who doesn't have to go to an empty cupboard, but it's delivered to their door, it's hot, it's nourishing, it's well-balanced, and it's given by a smiling face. Mm -hmm. So how does it get any better than that? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. We've all been hungry. A lot of elderly people, and people don't even realize this, sit at home with nothing to eat. We work for a lot of different people. Some of them miss maybe two meals a week. Nothing, because their finances won't permit them. Number two, they can't get to the store because they can't drive. That's right. They don't have anybody to drive them. The next door neighbor is too busy. They're just left out. So they sit home with nothing. So when somebody comes to the door and said, Howard Training Center, we have a hot meal for you. That's all that has to be said. That tummy says, thank you, thank you, thank you. You bet. John, you've seen a lot of people out there who get served uh, by Meals on Wheels. Talk a little bit about the impact that, uh, that they feel from that service. Well, the one experience the lady had uh, not known about, and she's in her 80s, didn't know about Meals on Wheels, and uh, we were doing some reconstruction in her house, and I asked her, I said, what do you do for food? Things looking a little skimpish. <laughs> and she said, I do the best I can. I said, well, do you know about a program called Meals on Wheels? <laughs> no. Mm. I said, well, you're going to now. <laughs> and it was a matter of two days in Keys, and she was getting food. Well-balanced. And it was just... A, a then, on top of that, this particular incident, she says, this is the only contact I have with anybody that gives mm -hmm. a rip about me, John. Mm -hmm. They just don't care. And she comes with a smile. Are you all right? Everything okay? Smiling, kind, generous with her attitude. <laughs> you know how she feels. So yes. she just really looks forward to it when they roll in. Uh, so many people aren't aware of it. Mm -hmm. A lot of senior citizens with dignity and what have you don't want to ask for help. But they would take a meal if they could get one and knew how to do it. And somebody was to tell them about it. They might take a meal now and then. They'd take them every day. And they'd give something back. They'd give something back to the person that's giving to them. Yes. They don't have anything to give back, but they have love and kindness to give back. Mm -hmm. And so sharing, as you were saying, mm -hmm. that's sharing with somebody. It's just a touch. Mm -hmm. Just a touch is a big deal. Yeah. Just, Just a, a reminder, friends, to get in contact with uh, Misty and uh, 
with uh, Lonnie at the Howard Training Center, Meals on Wheels, the number 209-593-5615. That's 209-593-5615. And the website, again, howardtrainingcenter.com, howardtrainingcenter.com. That's a step that really touches your heart is to see situations like that. I, I know the, the lady that you're, you're speaking about, John. And I don't know, Pastor Mike, do you remember the lady that you did the funeral for who lost her husband? And we were sitting in her living room the day that oh, the meal my, was yes, delivered to yes, her yes. when she found out that her husband uh, had passed on. And that was uh, a moment that I'll never forget because uh, a very kind person, a very compassionate person had delivered her uh, a meal that day. And uh, that was just... Uh, an amazing moment indeed. You know, your volunteers, uh, it's very important that they have that attitude as they go about serving. And your volunteers are also your eyes and ears as they are out and about in the community, aren't they, Lonnie? They are. They really are. And they're also, you know, a representative for a lot of the senior citizens. Misty has more stories than I do, but there are so many seniors that we are their only contact, as John said. They don't have anyone that comes to see them on a daily basis. And, you know, we've, um, we have contacted advancing vibrant communities and other people to say, Hey, you know, they need more than food. They're, you know, they're front. They don't need to ramp into their home. They're in a wheelchair. They, we've moved, helped someone find new housing because they were living in a horrible trailer without heating in the winter. Mm -hmm. And it was a bad situation. And so it's a lot more than meals and we serve a lot more than seniors. We had, um, a woman last year that called and she lived back east and her mom was here and just the Mm. fact that she could be comfortable and rest assured knowing Mm -hmm. that her mom Mm -hmm. was being taken care of um, out here on the west coast with our meals so it does affect more than just the senior it affects their families Mm. also which is it's just it's really nice Mm -hmm. it's very very rewarding and um, you know we've actually saved lives we had drivers that have you know, people have fallen down and they don't have anyone to come visit them. Yeah. So, you know, they've laid there. And they know the driver's coming and they'll wait. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have emergency contacts. Our route sheet has phone numbers. And, um, you know, these these seniors, oftentimes it's, it's the driver who is the one who a day or two later um, is knocking on their door and calling um, emergency fire and rescue to, to save them. And... They've been waiting for us because, you know, if anything, I know that driver, my friend is going to come and take care of me. And oftentimes they don't want to be a burden. They don't want to call their son or daughter for, you know, the second time this month to say I've fallen. They, um, they would, they would rather it's, it all goes back to the the dignity or asking for help. Um, so makes me think of that passage, Pastor Mike, that you oftentimes share in Matthew 25, you know, there, there's this this future scene when Jesus separates the the sheep and the goats, and um, this is a wonderful translation of it. He said, "The King will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed in my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat; I was thirsty, and you gave me drink; I was a stranger, and you invited me in." Uh, I was naked, you clothed me, I was sick, and you visited me, I was in prison, and uh, you came to me. And, and then there's this wonderful, wonderful little thing that happens here. And all these righteous people, the, the, like the folks that are out there delivering meals for you and connecting uh, with these seniors, the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry 
and feed you who are thirsty and give you drink. Almost a sense of, oh, man, we missed it. You know, <laughs> and when did we see you a stranger and uh, invite you in or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And this is a wonderful, wonderful thing here that Jesus says. He says, and the king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. And, uh, you know, there's that, that sense of, oh, man, we missed it. And yet Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. When, when you served that person in need, you were serving me. And if you look at the translations, it's not a, a, a sense of as if you were serving me. He's saying literally, you served me. You know, so it's uh, it's really in, w- within the context of of the biblical standard. You're not just serving others; you're serving the Lord directly. You know, when you reach out and uh, and give of yourself a little bit of time uh, to touch people uh, who are in need, and 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 as we just heard, it may be a life and death, you know, situation. And uh, we mentioned earlier in in the program. Uh, David Jones, our, our friend with Stanislaus County here, did a wonderful documentary uh, what, yeah. a year or two ago now yeah. on elder abuse, mm-hmm. aired on uh, public broadcasting system. And uh, I would imagine, unfortunately, that you also see that <clears throat> kind of hidden and, and ugly side of of what's going on. Is that part of the training for your volunteers to recognize those symptoms? Yeah, um, volunteers, drivers, um, everyone is a uh, mandated reporter. So we look out for um, any senior who could possibly be taken advantage of, whether it's financially. Um, and it could be, oftentimes it's the family, um, someone yeah, living with right. them, exploiting them, um, whether it's through money or through um, threatening them uh, with physical harm um, and just really controlling the situation. Um, so we've called APS, unfortunately, more mm-hmm. times than I would like mm-hmm. to count. Um and it's we have to be the senior's advocate and look out for them because um, oftentimes, as we all know, we have to be the eyes and the ears. And reverting back to our song that right. we were listening to earlier, we you know ask ask the Lord to help give us eyes and ears to see and and look for the needs and and to to reach out to others and and to really help. And sometimes that means to to intervene for others mm-hmm. and to certainly those of us who, who pray for others to intercede for them in prayer also. Okay. You know, we talked uh, about seniors a lot today, but also uh, those who are developmentally uh, disabled. And let's say you've got some parents out there who are just looking for, you know, an answer to a lot of questions that they have. How, how, what what would you say to families that maybe have a family member that has not been connected with you yet? How do they get in touch with you, and, and what kind of process do they have to go through uh, to get their family member connected with you? They actually would contact Valley Mountain Regional Center and let them know that they're interested in us, and then they would refer them over our way. And um, Any adult that has had their developmental disability begin before the age of 18, so either from birth or an accident that happened before mm-hmm. the age of 18, is eligible to um, attend our site. So unfortunately, we did have to cut out our program for the most severely mm-hmm. um, dis- um, developmentally disabled last year, actually. That was extremely hard yeah. um, just because the funding was not there. And so we had to cut that out. And there are other resources, though. And Valley Mountain Regional Center um, is the one that, can help them out and get them over to our program if that's where they want to be and 
like I said before, we have anything from volunteer employment opportunities. We partner with a lot of different um, businesses and nonprofits throughout the community. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have a phone number for the VMR? I know I'm hitting you on you know, sideways I on that. I don't have that number. Um, it's Misty's looking in the infamous pink, pink, pink book. Pink. <laughs> we all have the pink. We all have that. That is like a pink. little pink Bible. This, it is. Uh-huh. That we have, and we share it at so many uh, resources around the community. You know, I was just thinking while you're looking for that, Misty, mm-hmm. I want to take a moment and just thank all of the many resources within our community yes. because I was just hearing this last week, USA Today was calling our area like 169th the worst possible yes. place. Did you guys see, I that? Did see that? To I, live I, and that we were the most depressed and mm-hmm. all of these horrible things. It was drawn to my attention. I was thinking, oh my goodness. And here we have people all over the place <laughs> listening uh, into this broadcast. And, and just so you'll know, dear friends, you know, uh, we were named that by. I don't know who compiled all of this. I don't know who they surveyed, but they didn't survey us. I know. But you know what? And then we turn around and we have people like you, Howard Training Center, you know, VMRC, and and all of these other wonderful resources, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Area Agency on Aging, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so many others. We could name, like, we partner with over 95 agencies and resources now here at Advancing Vibrant Communities. And... And, and yet we're like the worst place in the world to live. You know, come on. Yeah, really? There's special stuff. By the way, the phone number for the Valley Mountain Regional Center, 209-529-2626, 209-529-2626. Stanislaus County, the greater Modesto area, is really a great place to be because right now, there is this open door where governments are willing to work with the faith-based community. Mm-hmm. Nonprofits, uh, by and large, are working together, and uh, there's some fantastic stuff. And I don't know who does this. I don't either, but we are linking I think it's somebody from guys. San Bernardino and, County yeah. that has it in for us. Or stand something. up to those people and say, you know what, come on down here and just check us out. Absolutely. We have so many programs going on where people are, are getting together. We care about this community, you know, and, and, and I... I don't know who compiled that, but I would say, you know, hogwash. <laughs> yes. That was polite. <laughs> well, John, John, I know you wanted to jump in there. Well, I, I did. I want to say something. Uh, number one, all this food's going out. You wonder what, what kind of place it's getting cooked in and, and who's cooking it. And and when they get it, it's not guest the mess. This is well prepared. <laughs> no, it is well prepared by chef. In fact, a very noted chef. Yes, was cooking, and 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 you have people that you have people that uh, have the the diet. I mean, the, the, so it's it's well informed. It's it's yes. done correctly. The meals are created and, and your in kitchens. Yeah, is. I've never seen it. I would like to see it. They say it is absolutely spectacular. It's impressive. It is. Your very kitchen impressive. is it's very just absolutely pristine. It is. Yeah, that's what they said. It is. A number of people have said absolutely. that. It's just really so, I mean, and it's so, everything is so clean and it goes out. So this this registers a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an it organization that's well orchestrated, well run by people that really love obviously what they're doing and yes. john take a moment and brag on your wife annie for a moment please <laughs> your wife annie has been involved uh for several talk to a little bit about how annie has uh contributed to the success of this uh, nonprofit. Well, like 
Don't step on that. Okay. What? Well, what she's got involved in was was uh, working at the center and going to lunch, going to lunch, and then thought that well, and uh, uh, you know it would be it would be swell just to be able to serve, and uh, to get involved, and that's what she did. Where she's presently at now, uh, a lot of people don't come down and eat. They're they're in a very nice place, but they won't come down to the dining room and eat. There, for one reason or another, they don't come down. So she'll take the food up to them. So there's a contact. And, and it's just that she really enjoys working with, uh, mm-hmm. with people that uh, senior citizens are fun people. They are, yes. You break them open, and they're a lot of fun. they got a lot of stories, <laughs> and they're just a lot of fun. They're just a lot of fun and a lot of experience. So it's just, it's just serving. It's, being, it's wanting to serve. It's wanting to do something. It's for somebody else besides yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. It's and, unselfish. And Annie works at one of our 13 sites, but yes. they're not, you don't just come and eat your meal. I mean, I was shocked. Like, for example, the Oakdale site. Mm-hmm. One day Misty texts me on my phone and says, hey, they're doing line dancing over here in Oakdale. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're active. It's not just some people sitting around. They're playing cards. There's newspapers. There's activities. Turlock, Hardcore man, they're having... Bingo. Costumes, costume parties. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's the whole nine yards. Wow. Well, she sang. She sang when down there at the the senior center and the piano playing, and Mm -hmm. she would sing every day. She has a beautiful voice, and and it was just entertaining for a lot of people. And then a lot of people say, "Well, I don't want to hear that. I want to play cards." (laughs) Each side has something something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. There's something for everybody. Well, they would probably like your tap dance routine that you do on tables so often. I don't do that anymore. Oh, you don't do that anymore? No. Oh, no. I left Vegas. I stopped that. Out. <laughs> oh. Well, our hour has quickly gotten away from us. We want to thank you so much, Misty Ridenour and Lonnie Silvera from Howard Training Center. Thank you, dear friends, from wherever you are listening for tuning in. Have a great week, and may God continue to bless you as you love God and love others as you love yourselves. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.